But of course, a lot of people want to weigh in on what has taken place in France. And let's bring you up to date. There have been four hostages killed, according to Israeli sources, they told CNN after a call between the French and Israeli leaders. The hostage situation at the grocery store ended with four hostages killed, one of the terrorists killed, one at large. And then the two brothers suspected in the Charlie Hebdo attack also uh, killed. Um, According to the uh, latest news that we have, uh, we had those dramatic raids in France that led to the killing of three terrorists, one suspected in the fatal shooting of a policewoman, the other two in the massacre at the offices of Charlie Hebdo magazine, and uh, to the freeing of at least some of those that were being held hostage by these terrorists. The French government's work is not over, though. There's a lot of healing to do, a lot of questions to answer about how to prevent future attacks and, of course, pursuit of a woman that is wanted in the police woman's shooting in that hostage crisis at the uh, kosher market. Uh, Still, the nation is relieved tonight, I quote Minister Kazanov as saying. Um, But here is the update. The four hostages that were killed, 15 survived in that standoff between an armed terrorist and police at the Paris Kosher Grocery Store. Um, And uh, then um, U.S. President Barack Obama, well, this is what he had to say. Uh, I just spoke to my counterterrorism advisor. Uh, We have been in close touch with the French government throughout this uh, tragedy. Uh, The moment that the outrageous attack took place, we directed uh, all of our law enforcement and counterintelligence uh, operations to provide whatever support uh, that our ally needs in confronting this challenge. Uh, We're hopeful that the immediate threat is now resolved, uh, thanks to the courage and professionalism of the French personnel on the ground. But the French government continues to face the threat of terrorism and has to remain vigilant. The situation is fluid. President Hollande's made it clear that they're going to do whatever is necessary to protect their people. Uh, And I think it's important for us to understand. France is our oldest ally. Uh, I want the people of France to know that the United States stands with you today, stands with you tomorrow. Our thoughts and prayers uh, are with the families who have been directly impacted. Uh, We grieve with you. We fight alongside you to uphold our values the values that we share, uh, universal values uh, that bind us together as friends and as allies. And in the streets of Paris, the world's seen once again what terrorists stand for. They have nothing to offer but hatred and human suffering. And we stand for freedom and hope and the dignity of all human beings. And that's what the city of Paris represents to the world. And, and, And that spirit will endure forever long after the scourge of terrorism is banished from this world. Uh, uh, Before we talk about this, and we're going to talk about it uh, with my co-host Brad and with you, let me give you uh, some of the other updates. FBI and U.S. Department of Homeland Security issued a bulletin to law enforcement across the United States discussing the Paris terrorist attack this week and the sophistication of the tactics by the uh, terrorist. Um, The bulletin says the attacks demonstrated that a degree of sophistication and training traditionally not seen in recent small armed attacks. Also, a man claiming to be Amadi Koulibaly the suspected hostage taker at the Eastern Paris grocery store. Um, it is, uh, he said that he belonged to the Islamist gr- militant group ISIS, but CNN and, and no one else as of now has confirmed the authenticity of uh, the recording. 
Three of the four suspects in a pair of deadly terror attacks this week have been killed. 26-year-old Hayat Boumedin remains at large, according to French authorities who were working to find her. Now, the day's drama began in Damartin and Goel, where brothers Sharif and Saeed Kouachi ended up in a print shop in an industrial area. There was a salesman who identified himself only as Didier, told France Info Radio that he shook one of the gunmen's hands at 8.30 a.m. as they arrived at the business. He told the public radio station that he first thought the man, who was dressed in black and heavily armed, was a police officer. As he left, the armed man said, Go, we don't kill civilians. Didier said it wasn't normal. I did not know what was going on. Well, um, uh, first of all, Brad, they do kill civilians. Uh, they killed police, but those people at Charlie Hebdo were civilians, and even the editor and cartoonist who they targeted, um, they didn't have 12 they were targeting. They just killed some in the hallway on the way. So when he said, go, we don't kill civilians, um, you know, obviously not true based on what had happened at the Charlie Hebdo offices less than 24 hours before. No, they, you know, I don't know why he said that, um, but yeah. Hey, a terrorist lying. What a, what a, what a concept, right? Yeah, I, you know, it sounds great, you know, but there are bodies littered all over Paris that say otherwise. I can't even imagine how Didier, you know, must uh, feel now, and 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 so many that that woman who let them in, and and the guilt she must feel, uh, and, and how coming into contact, I mean, looking at this person in the eye and being so close, perhaps to death yourself. Um, but very soon they found out this was a hostage situation. The gunman told police. They wanted to die as martyrs. They died, not as martyrs to us, maybe to ISIS and al-Qaeda, especially in Yemen. Um, uh, they, they, they said that at the time the area was on lockdown. They kept the children in the schools. They closed the roads. They shuttered the shops. And they, they said that in that village that you could the, – the silence was piercing. It was just so, so, so quiet. And then further, that silence, the piercing silence, pierced by the gunshots, at least three – large explosions and then soon after they even a video of some of this online men could be seen on the roof of the building where the Kwachi brothers had holed up four helicopters including a medical helicopter landed nearby so see if they hadn't died they were ready to help them or obviously anybody else and then came word that they were dead and their lone hostage the man was safe um, and uh, the, you know, and then obviously everybody in France and the world sighed a big sigh of relief. But in a very different uh, setting, near Prince's Port de Vincennes, um, about 25 miles away, there was a similar crisis at the very same time, approximately playing out a hostage crisis at a kosher grocery store. Um, and that is where Amadi Koulibaly, the same man who authorities said is, suspe- is suspected with that woman at large, Moumoudine, of killing a policewoman, Yesterday, in Montrouge, south of Paris, um, he took a number of hostages of his own. And like Sharif Kouachi, he claimed uh, you know, to be um, a man claiming to be Koulibaly, um, called, and at the scene, witnesses heard him demand freedom for the Kouachi brothers, who they say do have a connection, have knowledge of each other. And law enforcement swarmed the area. Dozens of schools went on lockdown. People waited for a resolution. And uh, a few minutes after the climax there, there were explosions, there was gunfire, and there were 20 heavily armed police officers moving into the store. They came out with a number of civilians. Unfortunately, not everyone made it. Uh, Four people killed. 
it is uh, not immediately, it was not immediately known, and now we do know that Kulabali uh, was one of the dead. Uh, Fifteen people were rescued in that. Um, in a nationally televised speech, and we played earlier um, pieces of that, the President Hollande uh, called the deaths an anti-Semitic act in the Porte de Vincennes. Uh, he urged his countrymen not to respond with violence against Muslims. He said, quote, those who committed these acts have nothing to do with the Muslim religion. Unity is our best weapon. And he is very right about that. We talked with Bob Doherty, anti-terrorism expert in hour one, and he said one of the ways to combat and even prevent terrorism is for people to work with these communities uh, from whence uh, the people like uh, these two brothers and this other one at the grocery store uh, came from. Um, uh, you know, Two deadly attacks, two hostage uh, takings in a few days. Brad, do you think that the French police had a bad rap in the, in the sense of judgment from the world, especially the United States? Because France is a much smaller country than ours, and a lot of people thought, are you kidding me? It's taken this long, you know, before the guys were dead, and they haven't got them yet. But according to Counterterrorism Watch and other counterterrorism experts, they said the police did a great job, and in a very short period of time, which for some of us here in the huge United States say, you know, some people say, hey, we commend them, they did a great job. But I know uh, before I got on the air today and last night, there were people last night before they were caught here in the U.S. saying, are you kidding me? I mean, look at the size of France compared to us, and they couldn't get them yet, you know? Uh, what, what do you say? Well, uh, for, I mean, just from what I've seen and heard, I think the French police did do a good job. Uh, one of the problems I'm sure the French police have is that because of immigration, uh, you know, France is very, you know, is very Muslim now. And so you've got this, you know, community of millions of Muslims living in French and I would, France, and I would imagine it would be easy uh, for the terrorists to disappear in, into that crowd. Uh, but from what I see, uh, the situation you described earlier sounds like the, they knew what they were doing, uh, and uh, they seem to have done it well. I'm sure they had a horrible decision to make at this kosher grocery. Uh, they probably knew if they went in uh, that uh, some of the hostages would die. Uh, they Four hostages did die, but they did save 20 people. Uh, so uh, I, I think you have to give the French police the benefit of the doubt here. I certainly wouldn't criticize them uh, from afar. Uh, you know, no, I, I agree. I agree with you there. Um, I, I have to say, though, when you talk about immigrants, actually, Muslims have been in France about 100 years. Overwhelming majority of Muslims in France are non-religious and therefore would not be radical because they don't even practice their religion. They're extremely assimilated. The most recent Muslims that have come to France uh, in recent years uh, are from northern Africa. Some people come and hired as laborers, and then they'll bring their wives and children uh, later, uh, which France is allowed. So um, when you and I don't think it does relate to immigration because at least uh, the uh, Saeed and his uh, brother Sharif were born in France. Uh, their parents yeah, but are, easy uh, to are, hide uh, in the crowd, I imagine. What do you mean? Well, uh, you know, if you know you, the two of them hide out somewhere in a community that's uh, heavily populated by Muslims, it doesn't mean the Muslims are bad. It just means it's a good place for the, for the brothers to hide. Yeah, but they're, uh, they, 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 they're French. I mean, they were born there. They, they lived there. They did, that's the point. They weren't hiding. They were out in plain sight. Yeah, well, I think the French... And by the way, they didn't... 
need to hide. One of them had already served 18 months for terrorism, and it was known by France, the United States, and Yemen that he had trained with al-Qaeda in Yemen. Yeah, it is, and I think this uh, opens up a uh, dangerous era in terrorism. Uh, Most intelligent analysts believe that al-Qaeda's ability to mount a large 9-11 type attack is almost non-existent because of, you know, the hits they've taken um, over the last 10 years. Uh, but then for that reason, they expect a lot of the, they expect in the future we're going to have these sort of hit and run attacks like you had in Paris, where you have one or two or three or four guys, uh, you know, uh, you know, wreaking havoc. Uh, and I mean, that's all Al Qaeda can do now. They're not in a position to make a larger, large scale attack, but unfortunately, uh, you may see those kind of attacks. And, you know, if it could happen in France, it could happen here. We're going to take a break. When we come back, here are some questions I'd like you to answer. Taking your calls in just a moment at 888 6Leslie, 888-653-7543-1. French police executed two separate raids today. Three terrorists killed, one remains at large, four hostages killed. How do you think the French police did overall? Your opinions on your show. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. Happy Friday. Bran, uh, Bran, Brandon. Brandon, yeah. Let's combine your names. Uh, Brad, let's, you can tell it's a Friday. Let's take some calls. And uh, let's take some calls, and we go to uh, Michael in Connecticut, who is on line three. Michael, happy Friday. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hello, Michael. Hello. Hi. Did you have something to say? Okay. Let's let Michael move on. Thank you uh, for calling on this Friday. If you call the show, it is good if you have something to say to us. Um, sometimes people get a little chicken. It's okay. I'm here with you. Nothing, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, Brad, you and I don't get, uh, afraid to talk and broadcast any longer, right? <laughs> no, the less they talk, the more we talk. Yes, that's true. That's true. So that can be scary for them. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Um, were you surprised that the person at large is a female? Uh, well, nothing surprises me. It seems uh, not really because it seems to me that uh, uh, you know from there they are training. Uh, you know, see, I think it was known they would in Yemen or wherever they are. They have been training female terrorists uh, as well as male terrorists, and I suspect you're probably going to see more of that. Unfortunately, uh, I I agree. Um, what do you think? can be learned from this or what should be learned from this because some people feel that internationally there was some dropping of the ball prior to these acts with these guys on watch list knowledge of their training with al-qaeda and not just knowledge by the french yeah one of the things that disturbs me is this sort of sounds on a smaller scale like what happened with the united states uh before 9-11 uh back uh, before 9-11, uh, the FBI knew these guys were taking flying lessons. Uh, the CIA knew they were on a terrorist watch list, but they never exchanged the information uh, that would have prevented this, the, their tragedy. Uh, so I think, you know, one thing, uh, it's 
first of all, it just shows how scary the world is. Um, it could happen here in the United States, uh, and the need for law enforcement agencies to cooperate a lot better than they have in the past. Actually, one of the things we did after 9-11, because of the lack of You know what, Brad, hold that thought. We're out of time for that uh, segment. We'll come back to that remark from you right after this. After 9-11, one of the things we did, we will hear right after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. Who are you? 888-6-LESLIE. And we're back on Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio. Talking with Brad Bannon, my co-host and partner in crime on this Friday. But we want to hear from you. 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. Uh, Brad, you were saying before the break what we did after 9-11. Please continue. Well, uh, hopefully, and I don't know if it works any better now, but the FBI and CIA were not exchanging information about terrorism before 9-11. In fact, they went out of their way to hold information from each other because they each thought they should be the primary anti-terrorist agency. Uh, and if they had exchanged information, we probably wouldn't have, the, wouldn't have had the horrible tragedy we had on 9-11 where thousands of people were killed. And in response to that, uh, the 9-11 Commission recommended uh, that there'd be a there'd be an umbrella intelligence agency uh, under which both the FBI and the CIA would fall. And now we have that. It's called the National Intelligence Agency. Uh, back then, the FBI and CIA computers didn't interface. Uh, and hopefully now uh, they're better prepared to coordinate and exchange information than they were in the past. We wouldn't have another tragedy like uh, we did in New York City. Most definitely. Uh, when we, it, it's it's. Uh, I'm going to tell you something uh, funny later. Off the air, off the air, but not not about that. Every time there's a terrorist attack, though, anywhere in the world, everywhere in the world reassesses its special task force techniques, and every attack is different. And uh, you know, my best friend in London and I were discussing this this morning. We we're arguing about this this morning, and she said. At least the IRA would warn people. I told her, when you read The Art of War, the whole idea of an attack is is the idea of the ambush, the element of surprise. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. You're right. There are all sorts of different kinds of terrorist acts, uh, and unfortunately, the kind of terrorist attacks uh, in France, where they they're going out of their way to kill people, uh, and you're right. There's a difference between that and the IRA calling a police station to say uh, such and such train station is going to blow up in an hour and make sure nobody's there. Uh, so there is a big difference, and you know this. Is itself what happened was happening in France, a departure, uh, because these are small group attacks uh, and not the kind of big attacks uh, like the uh, subway attack in London or 9/11 that we're used to. So they're changing their tactics, and hopefully uh, we've learned enough from what happened or didn't happen at 9/11, so we're able to cope with these things. And you know, I, again, I. If it happens in France, it could happen here. So I just hope we're in the law enforcement community is in a better place in dealing with it than they were ten years, uh, you know, back in 9/11. Do you think that they're going to catch this woman? I do. I'm very confident they're going to catch this woman because of uh, their success and not only capturing but killing the three terrorists in the past uh, 24 hours. It also amazes me that somebody can get away. Um, and, and, and hide so well 
um, especially when police uh, did in this village. I wonder what they're going to do uh, in the city of Paris. Maybe they have to do what they did there, which was conduct door-to-door raids. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they'll capture her pretty quickly. Uh, I don't think there's any place for her to hide anymore. Uh, Her face is on, her picture has been on all the cable news networks here, and my guess is the same thing happens in in France. So uh, the French police seem to, you know, dealt with a tragic situation uh, in a uh, in an effective way, and I agree. I think they're going to catch her pretty quickly. I don't think it will be long at all. Let's take some calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Tamara in Joplin is on line three. And uh, you're in Joplin, Missouri, or Joplin, Mississippi? Hello, Joplin, Missouri. Hey, Tamara in Joplin, Missouri. How are you, girl? Happy Friday. Happy New Year. What's on your mind? Well, I think a lot of this terrorism is caused by George Bush and the neocons invading Iraq and Afghanistan, instead of just going after the criminals that caused 9-11, they attacked civilians and two countries that had absolutely nothing to do with 9-11. And I, I can understand the Muslims, the way they feel, you know, these countries got together and, and attacked Nations that were pretty much just living out of this stone age. I mean, that's my opinion. Well, yeah, I I would agree with that. I think one of the biggest mistakes the United States made is that we went into Afghanistan, uh, and instead of finishing the job there, uh, we took all our forces and sent them uh, to invade Iraq, which had nothing to do with any of the terrorism. Uh, so I think you're absolutely right about that, and I think we took our eye off the ball in uh, in uh, Afghanistan, let uh, Osama bin Laden escape, and that just opened up a horrible situation. So, yeah, I think we need to be more focused on terrorism and less focused on uh, using our armed services just to get rid of people we don't like very much because terrorism is the major problem. And I think the Bush administration took their eye off the ball. I think Tamara's uh, call dropped. I heard a phone click out. Tamara, give us a buzz back. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And uh, not just the number, follow us on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Um, the, uh, let's uh, see what some of the conversation on Twitter is. Uh, B.S. Patillo tweets, I see a lot of press scared to post the pictures that might upset Muslims forward uh, slash cowards. Um, you know, Brad, let's talk about that. Uh, I'm a member of the press, as are you as a talk host in in your capacity here on Fridays with me and uh, also as writers. And, you know, to me, I felt the whole world should, you know, print these photos. And I'm not sure whether, you know, does somebody call somebody a coward because they want to protect their staff from being shot and blown up? Um, or, I mean, do you really believe the, the Associated Press said why they didn't do it? They said they will not post offensive uh, material. It's offensive to anybody or any religion, and that's why they chose not to do it. The New York Times didn't say that. Uh, but, you know, I felt that the world should have posted this to show that, you know, the world is je suis Charlie in the sense of we do believe in freedom. But on, yeah, on the one, wait, 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 wait. On the one hand, wait, 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 wait. On the one hand, you can't have your newspapers in France 
you know, putting pictures and go, I am freedom. And with the other hand, you're throwing grenades at a mosque because that's not freedom. Well, it seems to me that if we they're fighting, you know, these terrorists are fighting our system and part of our system, which they resent, uh, is a wide exchange of information. Uh, so I think if we start, uh, you know, making those kind of concessions, uh, we're actually conceding to the terrorist. Uh, and I think our system is built on an open exchange of information. And if we let terrorists uh, affect that, then I think the system's in big trouble. It's sort of like that, that movie, uh, well, you get the threats from North Korea, so the network decided, uh, the, the studio decided not to show it at first. Uh, to me, that, that's just giving in to terrorist demands. Okay. 8886-LESLIE-888-653-7543. Husker Boy tweets, tighten immigration policies with strong background checks. Um, there are a couple of things here. My best friend and I, who just tweeted me some horrific, like, bloody image, you know, and we fight all the time, um, you know, over these things. And, you know, like I told her, I said, nobody except other terrorists support terrorist actions here abroad by anybody, whether it's a Christian Timothy McVeigh or Muslims, uh, you know, as uh, – you know, these men claim to be. I don't think anybody can be a religion and murder, whether you're a terrorist or not, in my opinion. Uh, But one of the things she talked about is, you know, we've got to close our borders. And she lives in London. And what she was talking about, when we talk about closing our borders here in the United States, it's a very different thing. Because what we're talking about is closing our borders to Mexico and to Canada to prevent illegal immigrants from coming in. And some people also say, Stopping immigration entirely, which I don't think we're going to see here in the United States. That's our foundation. We are a nation of immigrants. But, uh, you, you know, in the EU, you can be, and I've done this. I, you know, I was years ago before I had kids and was traveling more with my husband. And, you know, when we had more money, <laughs> we, yeah. uh, we were in France and we drove to Italy for lunch. And I remember there was a checkpoint and he doesn't stop us. And I looked at my husband and I said, wow, you can just drive from country to country. And, you know, this EU thing is... You know, not just you know that that uh, title or a piece of paper. And one of the things she talked about is how people could freely you know come and go. So I would agree with people being checked at the border because even though they're one union in uh, you know in currency except for uh, the UK uh, for the UK um, and in uh, you know uh, policy with regard to commerce, they start they still are separate countries, and you have to take precautions with regard to safety. In the U.K., different than the United States, almost anybody can go to the U.K., be granted asylum, and be given free housing, free health care, free education, food, etc. And they don't have the room or the finances for that anymore. So uh, I, I say this because Husker Boys is tight in immigration policies with stronger background checks. I'm not opposed to that, but again, every time we have an attack, no offense to Husker Boy or my best friend. They or my best friend can't stand that women cover their heads or that they wear the burqa. She wants everybody to stop covering their heads and not wear the burqa. And I'm like, do you understand? These two men weren't covering their heads other than with ski masks, weren't wearing a burqa, and they did. They were not immigrants. They were born in France. So a lot of these one-sentence soundbite ideas people have don't address the problem because the problems are varied. Sometimes, like with 9/11, they came in and were given visas. Uh, you know, and, and, and came in, uh, you know, with uh, came in the front door. They didn't come in the back door. For everybody who wants to build a damn fence with Mexico, Mohammed Atta did not secretly come here. He was uh, he was given the license to come here, if you will, by the United States government. 
um, and, and, and the other uh, 18. So my, my thing is, you, you know, tightening immigration policies is good, but I think that we are naive to believe that if we make everybody assimilate in every culture, if we had one religion, if we had, you know, one language, if we checked everybody's IDs, if we closed our border, if we built a big wall around our ass and let nobody in and nobody out and lived, and lived like fearful little fishies in a fishbowl, it isn't going to stop terrorism. Well, I agree with you. Uh, reminds me of Rick, what Rick Perry said during the uh, 2012 presidential campaign. If you build a, ten, a fence that's 10 feet high, they're going to get over with 11-foot ladders. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's pointless. And the thing that concerns me again is we can't – we live in a free society, uh, and it's great, but it also causes problems. But we can't let terrorists – the kind of society we have, or whether it's going to be an open society, or we're going to close it up. Uh, you know, Benjamin Franklin uh, once said uh, that people who uh, sacrifice liberty uh, for uh, for uh, uh, security don't deserve either. And I think that's probably true. Uh, if we're going to, you know, ramp up, you know, security that's going to close our society. You know, the terrorists are winning. They're forced to do something we don't want to do. We, I agree with you uh, there. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Brad Bannon and I, I'm Leslie Marshall, and we want to hear from you on this Friday, 8886-LESLIE. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. Let's take some more calls, more tweets. We go to Reggie in Decatur, Georgia, Line 3. Reggie, good afternoon. Happy Friday. Your take. Uh, happy New Year to you, yourself, Leslie Marshall, and Brad Bannon, too, himself as well. Oh, Happy New Year to you as well. Happy New Year. Yeah. Yes, I would like to say, I would like to know why is it that whenever you know whenever something is offensive to anybody else, you have these radical right wing conservative Republicans, whether it be politicians, radio, or TV talk shows, saying that you don't have the right not to be offended. But if you attack and criticize their religious faith, you know Christianity and anything else, or even the politicians. Yeah, yeah but R- Reggie, Reggie, there was there was a very famous um, uh, Jesus on a crucifix and a jar of urine uh, art piece of yeah. artwork that people went crazy over, and there was a movie called The Temptation, Last Temptation of Christ, in which it got a little bit violent at some of the outside some of the movie theaters, but nobody threatened uh, to kill or killed anybody. Exactly. Uh, you know, o- over that. Exactly, and like you said, they should have printed the whole world should have printed those uh, those articles and those pictures. And give them, the, give them both the middle finger. Remember, by the way, the picture, just so I'm clear, I'm not saying, you know, to you know, put nasty pictures about the Prophet Muhammad. And I say that because I don't think it's right to be offensive to anyone's religion, whether it's Christianity, right. Judaism, Islam, pick one. There's so many more out there. But right. the picture that was in the latest uh, weekly uh, for uh, Charlie Hebdo was um, of ISIS, the leader right. of ISIS. And it was mocking the leader of ISIS. It was not mocking any religion. Right, but uh, you know, they uh, yeah, but you know, like you should, like you say, you should, we should, you should, we should respect everybody's religion, religion, whether it be Christian, you know, Muslim, you know, Buddha, Buddha, or any other religion, right? We shouldn't, you know, shall we say, mock it or offend it because, like you said, people will find it offensive, or certain groups will find it offensive. Just like if you attack, you know, Christianity or anything else. Christians would find that offensive, even though, as you said before, Christians, you know, made slaves of of my people, African Americans, and anybody else, and gave the Indians uh, smallpox, and uh, you know, enslaved all of us, and 
kept us from being full-fledged citizens until the 1960s, you know? Brad? Yeah, well, uh, I think, well, just to give an example, Reggie, um, anytime people criticize Catholics, and there are a lot of criticism of Catholics, uh, that makes me cringe because I'm a Catholic, so I can understand why people get upset. But, as Leslie said before, I'm not going out and shooting anybody uh, or trying to kill someone who says something offensive to Catholics. Uh, And also, I think you've got to balance the religious aspects against the fact that we live in a free society. And if we start closing up society, we're just giving in to their demands and becoming more like them. Uh, So, you know, I, I think this is a free society, and if you start limiting one set of ideas, it's easy for someone come along and eliminate another set of ideas. So I think that 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 is very dangerous. Yes, it is very dangerous. And we should all come together and unite on, on this. I think this is the time where progressives and conservatives can can unite on the freedom of speech. You can come together and stay united on this. Because if you think, you think they're going to let them tell, they're going to let other people tell them what they can and can't do or say, I'm talking about the conservatives. We should, we should take on their mentality when it comes to freedom freedoms of speech, right? You know, if they yeah, and you know, there's a lot of offensive right wing speech going on out there, which right. drives me crazy. But right. I mean, just listen to Lush Limbaugh for an hour. Uh, but right. you know, as a free society, he has a perfect constitutional right to say that. We have to respect that. You want to hear? No you want to hear? Uh, and Reggie. Yeah, absolutely. Reggie, thank you. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your call. We just had a tweet from Sweet Love Smith. Are you ready for this? This is this is how it starts. Shali Abdu Ahmed Murabet. No blood or HD wound from close execution. Strange. Seen any dead terrorist bodies or shootout? Uh, now, is he alleging that Ahmed Murabet, now that we know he's Muslim, was in on it? Was not a true victim? Didn't die? Come on. I mean, you can see the video. It's very clear the man is in a fetal position, terrified for his life. And and, and the body, is he is dead. It's been confirmed yeah. by police. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's another unfortunate byproduct of a tragedy like this. Uh, is all brings out all sorts of conspiracy theorists, uh, nuts, uh, who are trying to advance their own agenda uh, at the cost of, you know, people, for instance, who've been killed in Paris in the last few days. Yep, absolutely. I, I want to, um, again, I'm surprised this woman hasn't been caught. I'm expecting, like, my guys to go breaking news, you know what I mean, and, you know, say it in my ear at any moment. Um, I keep, uh, you know, looking at things to see if, in fact, they've caught a 26-year-old Hayat uh, Boumadine. It's amazing how they just know everybody's names and so fast and just put those out there. Um, it, it, do you think that this entire situation, because the two terrorists, the brothers, stated that they were, and it's been confirmed, trained with, and al-Qaeda has said, uh, in Yemen, you know, they take credit for it, um, that they were part of this jihadist organization. Uh, Ahmadi Koulibaly was allegedly a member of the same uh, organization, the al-Qaeda, uh, Yemen, the Yemen uh, group of al-Qaeda, and trained there as well. So do you think this entire situation was controlled by powers higher than these guys? You know, I mean, we're, we're guys from al-Qaeda in Yemen or even higher up in al-Qaeda uh, pulling the strings. Very quickly, you got like 40 seconds. Yeah, I think, you know, I think there's some evidence that that happened. And again, I think al-Qaeda is trying to do is 
you know, run these hit and run terror attacks instead of the large-scale attacks like 9-11, because honestly, I think the United States and its allies has degraded to al-Qaeda to such a point, that's all they can do. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if they had their hand in this thing. Okay. Thank you, Brad. Have a wonderful weekend. You too, America. Thank you to Mark and Andrew, my great crew. I'm Leslie Marshall.